0: Perception Perception is is reality. Reality. The queue. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this 185th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbury. It's great to be with you. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. Thank you for clicking the link. I have an Absolutely amazing episode planned. I think we're going to have a great conversation. It's a conversation that needs to be had. So sit back and prepare. I think it's going to be a great, great show. But before we get into all of that, as always, I want to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks that this and all other audio episodes can be heard always at All podcast hosting sites We can be found literally everywhere All they have to do is Search for us by name Perception is Reality with Christopher H. bilberry and we will pull up on all of the hosting sites that are out there. You can find us literally everywhere. Along with that, one of the easiest ways to find us is the home link. That's perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. Everything pulls up there as well. And lastly, don't forget to check out my Facebook account because there, five nights a week, Sunday through Thursday, I release a live video commentary that is different from this audio episode. Both of the episodes, both of the shows are very important, but they are both different, so check that out. You can find that at facebook.com forward slash bilberry 318 or Christopher H. Bilbury on Facebook. So listen to the audio episodes, share those, listen to the live video episodes, and share those as well. We love to have you here, and we love to have more and more listeners. And I love you all, all of you guys. You're all fantastic. Fantastic, each and every one of you. Alright, so, ladies and gentlemen, it feels like it's been a minute since I've been recording an audio episode. It's been about a week and a half. I am so, so, so sorry for that. I don't like going that long in between episodes, but we have been so crazy around here because... As normal, we have the normal government action, the meetings and the various goings on in the various communities that I'm involved with. That always keeps me running and keeps me really busy. But on top of that, we have the 2022 primary election cycle that is winding down. And as you may or may not know, as the election season comes to a close, It doesn't get easier or better. It gets crazier and more bizarre and more busy. And it's crazy, crazy, crazy with everything going on. All of the breakfast meetings and all of the Lincoln Day dinners and the candidate meet and greets and the debates and the candidates that want to meet with you and the candidates that want to try to hide from you. So you're trying to search them out, trying to figure out who you're going to support, trying to figure out who you're campaigning against trying to figure out what incumbents that you want to send back, and trying to figure out what incumbents you want to throw the hell out of office. So it gets really crazy in the last week and two before the election always. I think you guys know that, and I apologize that it has been kind of hectic around here, but we are going to get through it, and hopefully we're going to be better for it on the other side depending on how the election turns out Um, I gotta be honest that's what this episode is going to be about I was kind of surprised when I was putting this episode together I, I felt a certain way as I was writing the episode notes and as I was writing all of this out and I was thinking about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it and a, a certain mood or feeling kept coming to mind. And a couple different things were happening in, in real time. And it was making me feel a certain way. And I, I kept coming back to the same thought. And that thought and that feeling and that emotion was, I'm pissed off. I am pissed off. And so I thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call this episode, episode 185, Pissed Off. And then I thought, no, there's no way. Surely I have an episode called Pissed Off, or I'm Pissed Off, or something uh, to that effect. And so I went down through all of my episode titles, and lo and behold, I don't have another episode called pissed off. I kind of thought that this would be like the 7th episode so it was going to be like pissed off uh, part 7 I'm surprised that I don't and who knows I might have another episode of the pissed off edition in the future you never really know but for the time being this is the inaugural episode of episode 185 part 1 pissed off uh, because of everything that's been going on if you look back And I've talked about this in all of these episodes, the last several, about 178 forward, 178 to now, along with all of the bonus episodes in between. It's all kind of covered one topic. It's all been various episodes looking at various aspects of... This election season and my thoughts and my feelings around this election season. It's almost been like it's almost been like a therapy session. Like you guys have been the therapist and I've been the patient talking to you and I'm going through a divorce. This is like couples. This is like couples counseling or couples therapy. And it's myself and the Republican Party. I'm a conservative. I'm a proud conservative. I'm a constitutional conservative. I'm a common sense, country loving, God loving, first uh, first and, and above all else, God loving, country loving, family loving, military supporting, within reason, whatever's going on, it's got to be reasonable. Law enforcement supporting, and again, it has to be reasonable, and they have to be following the Constitution, you know. Uh, And I feel like I am disillusioned with what I feel should be my partner, the Republican Party. And the candidates that make up the Republican Party. And the officials that make up the Republican Party. And so, every episode for the last several episodes has been me coming to my counseling appointment and talking to you all about why I feel like I want a divorce. Now, don't get this twisted. I am certainly not telling you that I want to be a democrat. I'm not saying that I I'm liberal and I I'm leaving the Republican party and I have a new a new lover. There's a new party in my life. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I am who I am and I am who I've always been. It's the party that has changed. It's the people of the party that has changed. You know, I keep listening to people talk about this because I'm not the only one that feels this way. And they're talking about, like, you know, how is this... Happening? Is it something that, are there Democrats that have infiltrated the Republican Party? Are there people that don't truly understand politics that infiltrated the party? Like, what's going on? And it's, it's, it's come down to the fact that no, let's, let's just call it what it is. This is what the Republican Party is in the state of Indiana. It's a feckless, self-obsessed, only concerned about their own power group of individuals that do not care about working for the people, that do not care about working to better Indiana or better... Delaware County, or Madison County, or Henry County, or Jay County, or Marion County. I mean, look at Marion County. My God. I wouldn't go downtown Indianapolis right now if you paid me. Downtown Indianapolis looks like some of the area of Ukraine where the Russians haven't absolutely obliterated everything, so there are still buildings up, and there's just random shooting and and noises in, in the distance. That's what Indianapolis is like. And that is because of the folks that are in charge. At the city level, at the county level, and at the state level, no one is doing anything, and that is our capital city. And as Indianapolis goes... So goes everyone else. So goes the state. And the state of Indiana. We have a super majority. I'm getting so sick and tired of saying that. I'm sure you're all getting sick and tired of hearing it. I mean, we can sing it. Oh, Billbury's going to talk about the super majority again. Well, you know what? We need to do something. We need to be able to change this. We need to be able to change it. So wh- what am I doing with this, this episode, this pissed off episode? Well, we are close to the end of this election. As I record this episode, we are one week away from election day. Depending on when you hear this, that's going to be different But I'm recording this, I'm recording this episode on Tuesday, the 26th of April, so you might hear this later this same day, you might hear it. On the 27th, you might hear it on the 29th. So, depending on when you listen, we're going to be closer to it. Or, hell, you might you might be listening to this after the election day, and then you will already know that I'm either better or, or worse. <laughs> but right now, I'm apprehensive and I'm pissed off. I still have a glimmer of hope, because we have some good candidates, I'm like the abused partner in a relationship who's been talking about this and talking about this and talking about this. And I've been asking my elected officials to change. I've been telling them what I need to see. I've been speaking on behalf of you because I hear from you And I know that many of you say, hey, keep up the good work. We want better communication. We want them to sit down and do the hard work it takes to... Help give the Delaware County Sheriff's Deputies more money. We want the jail in Henry County to do da-da-da-da-da. We want our officials to listen to us. We want this and this and this at the park. We want this to be going on uh, in Randolph County. We want this to be going on at the state level. So, when you tell me all of that, some of you tell me, And I know that some of you are involved. And when you're telling me, you're just letting me know. And I know that you're involved and that we together are demanding this of our officials. Some of you, though, only tell me. So when I engage with the elected officials, Republicans and Democrats alike, but we all know everywhere we go, it's mostly Republicans, so it should be easy to tell them what we want, and they should do it, and it should be easy to get all of this done. Yet it's not, because they don't have the balls to do what's right. They only are concerned about keeping their power, making themselves look good. I'm gonna rem- I'm gonna talk to you about a survey here in a minute. And it's just one more thing that just really just about pushes me, pushes me over the edge. But for those of you that talk to me that I know you're not going to meetings and and you're not talking to the officials, then I take that responsibility serious because when you're telling me. What you think and what you want to see. And you're telling me, keep up the good work, keep up the good fight. In my opinion, I'm speaking on behalf of you. And I take that very serious. You know, I know I'm goofy and I know I do goofy things. And I know sometimes I can be a provocateur and all this different stuff. I get it. But I take this really serious. I take what I do very serious it's it's a it's a really thin line that I walk. Politics and government is important. It's very important. It should be it should be taken very serious it 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 needs to be held up and and respected. To a certain extent, at a certain level, and it is very important, and it needs to be seen as very important. And then, at the exact same time, and at the exact same level of importance, we need to be able to say, it's just politics. It's just government. It's not that important. It is important and it's not. It's not the end of the world. It's not real life. It's it's some kind of fairy tale game like a nightmare fairy tale. And what happens in government and politics is is not real because in the real world in reality this stuff could not go on the way that it goes on. That's why we know That politics is its own little bubble. So you have to walk the line of, you know, holding it up and, and giving it the respect that it's due and holding it down and pointing at it and laughing and saying, knock it the hell off. You're getting a big head. Relax, you're not that important. So you got to walk that balance. And I know that <clears throat> when I speak for you, I, I, I think that that is that's an awesome responsibility, and so I take that very serious. But I've been doing this. I've been going out and demanding better government. I've been wanting more citizens to get involved. It starts with education. You've all heard me say that time and time and time after time after time after time. Episode after episode after episode in real life, in the live videos, in audio episodes. But beyond that, I've been talking about needing people to get involved I need people to run. I need people to team up and to make committees and and to decide that they're going to back people and understand where your role fits in all of that. Maybe you're the candidate. Maybe you're the person who who posts social media posts. Maybe you're the person that makes phone calls. Maybe you're the person that goes out and walks neighborhoods. Maybe you're the person who goes to meetings to try to keep others informed. We all have a role to play. I've been talking about this and I've been hitting this at random times and random episodes since November of 2020. Right after the election. When... The general election, the presidential election in November of 2020 came to an end. Amber Green was just coming on as a co-host at the time. And that was when we started like the six-month period or however long she was on. And she was on the show. And we, I think we had Niles, producer Niles, come on. And that was right around the time of the presidential inauguration right after the January 6th ordeal 2021 and we talked about that and we talked about everything we talked about how we were living in some kind of a crazy world and everything was upside down and it wasn't going to take long for things to get crazy and we talked about how important that the midterm elections would be And we were in 2021, which was an off year. So we had no elections. No elections at the city or town level. No elections at the county level. No elections at the state level. No elections at the federal level. We had an entire year off. And during that reset off year, which we have every fourth year, okay, we, it happens like that. We have this election season. The primary in general is like the first kickoff year. The 2022 where we deal with some county and town races, state races, and some federal races. And then that's the first of the three elections In three election years, 2022 is like the first year. Then 2023 is the second year. That's city races and some far-off state races or various things because it just depends on how the cycle goes. And then 2024 is the third election year, and that is... More county races, more state races, and more federal, including the presidential. So you have three primaries and three general elections. You have three years worth of elections, and then you have an off year. (coughs) Well, 2021 was that off year, and I was talking all of that year. We need to get ready. We need to come out swinging in January of 2022. We need to know who our candidates are going to be. We need to know who we are targeting. We need to be ready. And we need to be prepared to take them going on day one. We need to pin it down and we need to hit the ground running Full court press. And then I talked about it in November of last year, December of last year. And we kept saying, all right, we're getting close. We're getting close. And then January of 2022 happened. That was just four and a half months ago. And I was like, look, the filing period's here. Specifically for those listeners in the state of Indiana. There are other states where elections are happening and they happen at different times. So, according to your state, you, you know, you have to act accordingly. But I said we need to do this. Wherever you're listening, now's our opportunity. And here on the home front in Indiana, All up and down the state, side to side. We had a pretty good showing at the state level, but we needed to know that they were going to be ready to fight us. We didn't know how it was going to happen. But then we see they're they're ready to kick us all off because they 've changed the rules and they're able to get rid of a lot of people because they didn't pull Republican ballots you know two two times standing on their head juggling in the rain on election day uh, you know whatever, so they were able to knock a bunch of people out the local level they did the same thing I traveled around to a Three or four or five different counties election board meetings where they were able to kick candidates off the ballot before the people could even decide because of random rules. And I've got to say, right then, I was mad. I was mad at the people who were involved with the voting. I was mad at the election boards. I was mad at the party chairman who were challenging the people. But let's be honest. Let me be really honest. I'm also mad at us, at ourselves. Because we had an entire year to get ready, to plan, to understand what was going to be needed. And we dropped the ball. If we were going to run and try to amass a movement and and take over from the establishment jokers, the establishment clowns, then we needed to have all of the documents in order. We needed to fill out all of our paperwork according to how it needs to be filled out. It needs to be right. We need to dot our I's and cross our T's. We need to know what the laws are. Because, folks, we're all fighting a fight here. We're trying to fight to make things better. They, the other side, are trying to fight to retain power. And they're fighting really hard. They will do whatever it takes. And look, I don't mean just Democrats. I mean the establishment Republicans. For those of us in the liberty, constitutional, common sense box, we have several enemies that we have to fight. We have to fight various Democrats that don't believe in the Constitution and don't believe in common sense and liberty and freedom. We have to fight the establishment Republicans that don't believe in any of that. And so we are dealing with enemies on all fronts. And we need to understand that. And they are all willing to, in my opinion, it looks like, Work harder than us, and that can't be true. Is it? It pisses me off that I feel that way. I don't really believe that. The people that I know that are on the ballot now that I support that have a good shot, I know they're all very hard working, and I know that they can outwork those establishment Republicans and the Democrats that I'm not supportive of, I know they have a work ethic that no one could do better than. So I know that we can do better. But for those of us that, that didn't make it because, well, we just didn't fill out the paperwork right, or... They, they got us on a technicality. I mean, at some point, we have to stop blaming them. Well, they did this and they should just let us on and blah, blah, blah. Well, at some point, we've got to take the responsibility and say, you know what? We dropped the ball. We're just going to bite a bullet and we're going to come back in two years. So many people say, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm, this was bullshit and they just quit. Well, it's good we we've weeded you out because you didn't have what it you didn't have what it takes to do this. That pisses me off. When we hurt ourselves and we create the scenario in which we fail and we fail because of our own design, then that's something that pisses me off. Yes. That irritates me, and it should you too. All right, folks, we need to take a quick break so we can hit some sponsors, but when we return, we're going to get into this even more. We have a whole lot more in store for you. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the 185th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilberry We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, the May 3rd, 2022 primary election is quickly approaching us. And if you're looking to support and vote for a candidate that you can trust, a constitutionally conservative, common sense driven candidate, then you need to throw your support behind Brittany Bridges-Cloher. That's right, Brittany Bridges-Cloher is your candidate for the state house. She has my full endorsement. She's a of the podcast, and I'm asking you to support and vote for Brittany Bridges clore for your next state representative of District 33. Authorized by the Brittany clore for Education and Agriculture Committee. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by the National Concealed Carry Association. Check them out at the National Concealed Carry Association.com. The National Concealed Carry Association exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates, offering elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and providing rock bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Check them out at nationalconcealedcarryassociation.com. Do not delay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and you're listening to this 185th episode of Perception is Reality. It's called Pissed Off, and boy, howdy, am I pissed off. So, before we went to break, I was talking about how, you know, we don't really have anyone to blame but ourselves for this, And we all know how it is. If somebody does something to you, someone does something to me, we're mad. We're mad at those people for doing it to us. We're upset if someone cheats on us, if somebody treats us wrong, if someone does something that's bad to us, we don't like it. Okay? But... If we do something to ourselves or if we allow something to happen that puts us in a bad spot. If we make ourselves worse off, you know, you might blame other people here, there, and whatever, but eventually it's going to come down to the point where you're going to be mad at yourself and you're going to say, man... I'm a dumbass for putting myself in this position. I should not have allowed this to happen. This should not have happened. And you know that you're going to be madder at yourself if you have caused yourself to be in a bad way. More so if someone else did something to you than what you would be mad at them. So if, if someone does something to you, puts you in a bad way, you're mad at them. But if you put yourself in that same bad way, you're more mad at yourself than what you would be at them for doing it to you. And so that's how we should be in this situation. I mean, I'm pissed off at how the elected officials are, how the bad candidates are. I'm pissed off at the establishment supermajority Republicans that suck. I'm mad about all of that. But I am more mad that we, as citizens here, continue to elect the same bad people over and over and over. I am mad at ourselves that we don't turn out at elections and make the right decisions. I'm mad that we don't get educated and we don't do better. I'm mad that we don't get behind good candidates and help the way that we should. I am mad that we continue to put ourselves in this position because there's more of us than them. And if we would just do better, we could steamroll right over them. So I'm mad at them for what they do, but I'm really mad at ourselves for what we allow them to do. But don't worry, it comes back around, and and I will talk to you in a bit about why I'm also more mad at them in in other aspects. We'll, We'll get back to them, don't worry. But... Like I stated, you know, I had said all through the end of 2020, through the beginning of 2021, all through 2021, we need to get ready. We need to be prepared. We need to have our candidates running. We need to have our teams in place. We need to be ready to take the establishment on. But folks didn't get ready, and it was what it was. We had some people file to run, and they are great candidates. We had some people file that might have been, but we'll never know, because they got kicked off of the ballot before they even had a chance because paperwork wasn't done right, things weren't filled out correctly, they didn't fit the criteria that they created in the last year so people couldn't run because they didn't vote this number of times or you know various things went on and some of it was hinky but some of it is our fault because we just didn't do what we needed to do to have all of our ducks in a row. We didn't have all of our I's dotted, and we didn't have all of our T's crossed. And look, we can blame the establishment for a lot of things, but we cannot blame them for that. We have to blame ourselves, and it is what it is. So, you know, we can be mad for that at ourselves. But look, there are some candidates who said... All right, I can do it. I'm ready. And they stepped up to the plate, and they're still running. They've got just a few more days left, and I hope that we, the voting public, are out here, and we are ready to assist them. They've been doing the hardest part. They've been running. They've been putting in all the effort. All we have to do at this point is be educated and show up. I can tell you, I can tell you, if we have a weak-ass numbers election, what do I mean by a weak-ass numbers election? I mean, if we don't show up because this is an off year, this isn't the presidential election, or some nonsense like that, if we screw up, our chances to stop folks from going back to the state house, from being in our local government and hurting us. If we don't show up to do what it is that we should do, then we should all be mad at ourselves. Absolutely. You know, I've already voted. How many of you are going to vote early or will be voting on election day? how many of you will be voting? How many people won't go to vote? For the people that don't go to vote, why are they not going to vote? I know you, the listeners, are all good and dedicated. I know that most of you, 99% of you, will do what you need to do. I know that I have an amazing audience, and you guys are active and involved. So when I'm saying you, it's like the royal you. I don't mean you, because I know that you guys are on top of it. I'm talking about the others out there that won't go for whatever reason. So for the folks that don't go, like, I'm wondering why. Why do they not go to vote? That's so freaking stupid. I mean, why do we set ourselves up for failure? Why do we help those of the establishment and those on the other side of what's good and right and true and common sense? Why do we help them put ourselves in a bad spot? Why do we want to cost ourselves this ability to make some serious change? So that makes me mad. And we've got nobody to blame but ourselves for that. So, you know, keep that in mind. I'm definitely keeping it in mind. You all need to as well. And for the candidates that have signed up and they had everything set up right and they were ready to go and they're out here killing it and running great campaigns, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are killing it. You're amazing. You're great. You're wonderful. For the folks that I'm supporting and really behind, I I think that we can do it. I think that you're going to do it. I feel like you can do it. I feel like the message has been good, and I feel like we have a possibility to make some serious change. Okay. And it might be this election, and we need the election after and the election after, but but we are building the blocks to make some serious change. And I feel it. There are so many candidates that I'm proud of. And if they go in to this next week and they win, I'm going to be so proud of them and so happy for them. And we're going to watch what goes on in the fall, and we go from there. But... If they go into next week and the other thing happens, I'm not going to be mad at them. They've done their very best. Like, for example, Brittany Clover. I'm not even going to say it because I feel like she has the absolute power to roll straight over her opponent. Do not stop. Do not collect $200. Keep on going straight Straight, straight, straight to the state house. Brittany is going to do it and I feel so confident. But it's an election. All right, things happen. And if it doesn't turn out the way that she wants, if it doesn't turn out the way that her team wants, her husband, her friends, our friends, my friends, producer Kate, producer Niles, and, and more more of us, if it doesn't turn out the way that we want. I've got nothing to be mad at her about. She wins either way because her opponent has had to spend gobs and gobs and gobs of money to beat her. If that's what happens, I don't think it's going to happen. I think she's going to roll right over him. But if it happens, I will be proud to say that I've been a part of what she has done. I will be proud to call her a friend. I will be proud to call her a patriot, a stateswoman. I will be proud to know the Clovers. Now, if the turnout is piss poor, oh, you better believe I'm going to be mad at us for that. But I'm not going to be mad at Brittany. There are other candidates running other races that I feel the same way about. I'm never going to be mad at the people who put their name on the line and said, I'm ready to go out here and run a campaign. Never. Never. I might not be happy with how some kind of a campaign was ran. I might not be happy with the person because I don't like the politics. I mean, for example, JD's running, and I'm not happy with him. I'm not happy with his campaign. I do applaud him for running, Anybody that runs is, you know, that's they're doing something, but it's just not my deal. So I want him to lose, okay? And we're working hard to make that happen. But I do give him a round of applause for running. He's just not running a race that I can get behind. There was a point in time that I could get behind his race, But it was because he was better than the other option. Well, now he is the piss poor option. And we're going to deal with that. But if it turns out that it goes the other way and voter turnout was bad, I'm going to be mad at us. And I'm going to be mad at the establishment because of how they are. Okay? You should be too. You know, I went to a Lincoln Day dinner this week and I listened to Republican Congressman Jim Banks, who a lot of people love. They think that he is just absolutely adorable. He's he's a great conservative candidate. That is really. uh, the, The jury is still out in in my world where he is concerned. He does do some things that I like, and he does some things that I don't like, and I'm very concerned about folks that he backs. And now I know he's doing it because there is a financial incentive behind it. Because he gets campaign donations from folks and their parents, so on and so forth. And that's the reason that he does what he does, and so that means that he can be bought and sold, and that is not very conservative tough for me. And it's laughable because he stood in front of a room full of what's supposed to be Republicans, conservatives, and he talked about now being the time that we must be ready to fight and we don't have any room for wimpy Republicans. And right before he made that statement, he just got done praising J.D. Prescott and a couple of other wimpy Republicans. J.D. Prescott is the epitome of a wimpy Republican. Okay? I can't even begin to tell you how anyone else could be more, quote-unquote, wimpy than J.D. Prescott. J.D. Prescott is simply there to do what his handlers tell him to do, what the establishment tells him to do, and what the political action committees that donate money to him tells him to do. That's what he's there for. So he has no intestinal fortitude of his own. He's there simply to vote the way he is told to. And that is not strong. He is not a conservative. I don't care how many times he says it. I don't care how many times he looks at you with those puppy dog eyes and tells you about being a conservative farmer Christian man. Okay, I don't know about any of that. He might be the greatest Christian in the world he might be the greatest farmer in the world he might be the greatest husband in the world he might be the nicest man in the world that's what I hear from everybody everybody says you can't ask him questions you shouldn't be mean to him you shouldn't expect things of him and I get so sick and tired of hearing that and it pisses me off that I can't ask Someone who is an elected official a question without hearing that it's wrong of me to come down on those people. Well, I am sorry, but asking a question of a government worker, of someone who is getting paid taxpayer dollars, of someone who is in the position because that person was voted on by myself and others... The fact that there are people who say I can't ask that person a question pisses me off. And then and then for that person for that person to give speeches about needing tough people and not needing or not wanting wimpy people is laughable and it pisses me off and it should piss you off. And you should think it's laughable too. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Those people wouldn't know a strong candidate if a strong candidate slapped them in the face Will Smith style. They would not know. Alright? It's, it's, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Jim Banks was a military man. He served his country. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. I thank you for your service. And this is not commentary on any of that. This is commentary solely on his position as a congressman who's more concerned about the money he's bringing in to his war chest during campaigns then he is doing the right thing. I've got to ask, sir, did you forget your oath of office? Either time you took it, when you were sworn in in the military, or when you were sworn in to Congress. i got to ask, did you forget that oath of office? Because, From where I sit, it really looks like you did. And the other amazing thing is these Republicans are so worried about stuff that I I don't even know what they're talking about anymore. They're so worried about things that aren't happening. They're so worried about trying to scare the folks with talking points rather than really getting down to work and doing what they should be doing and we've got both the republicans and the democrats doing this they're all worrying about opposite sides of the same coin the problem is that coin is a junk token from some kind of amusement park that shut down in the 40s, and the token isn't good anymore, and it has nothing to do with this country or what we should be doing. And so they're fighting over this coin that is just junk, and they're saying, look over here, look over here, and they're trying to get us all caught up in this, and it's working In a big way, it's working and it's dividing our attention from what we should really be focusing on. And that's really pissing me off. Let me be very clear. I am so tired. I am so tired of our politicians fighting these crazy Hollywood-created culture war bullshit arguments... These crazy, woke agenda topics that have nothing to do with the actual goings-on of the country, of the state, of the county, of the city, of the town, of the community that we all live in. All right, The Republicans are doing it, and the Democrats are doing it. And I'm so, so tired of it. And I I, I don't know how we get out of it. The only thing that I think is going to save the day from that nonsense is putting people in office that are common sense, everyday citizens. People from the state of Colorado that are common sense in Colorado people from the state of Utah that are common sense in Utah, people from the state of Nevada that are common sense in Nevada, people that are from the state of Indiana that are common sense here. We all need to get elected to our local, to our state government, and then when the time comes to be fed up into the federal national level, we need to feed up to there, and we need to get back to doing government I truly believe that would help the relationship between the Democrats and the Republicans in office. You know, they used to be able to communicate. We're so far gone from that, and it pisses me off. And it should piss you off, too. It should scare you. It scares me. It scares me. It's a scary situation out here. We are so far removed from America in, like, the early 2000s. You know, it was, what, 20 years ago? It seems like it was 100 years ago on a different planet far, far away. And the fact that... No one seems to be doing anything about it. And we don't seem to be doing anything about it. Other than worrying about... Men and women playing... Each other's sports. (sighs) I... am So sick of hearing about it from the Republicans. And I'm so sick of hearing about it from the Democrats. I'm, I'm... So... Hungry. So thirsty for actual government to be handled by the officials. It's, it's like, is that too much to ask? You know, when I first started this episode, I talked about a survey that I took. I was at my grandparents' house, and the phone rang, and I answered it. And the man said, Hello, we would like to ask you a few survey questions. Do you have a moment? And I was like, sure. I didn't know what the survey was. I didn't know if it was going to be like Pepsi or Coke or, you know, uh, Days of Our Lives or Young and the Restless. I didn't know what it was. And so he gets talking, and he's he's rattling through some stuff, and he's asking all these questions. And then he gets to the first real question, and as soon As the political words roll off his mouth, I thought, (laughs) Number one, yes. I'm so excited that I'm being asked political survey questions. I never get surveyed. This never happens to me. I've wanted this for so long. And then the second thought was, oh boy, this dude is in for a ride because he doesn't know <laughs> that he has Christopher Bilberry, the connoisseur of political common sense and the purveyor of political wisdom on the other line. He doesn't know he has the host of Perception Is Reality with Christopher H. Bilberry on the line. Hello, this is Christopher H. Bilberry. May I take your survey, please? Thank you. Yes, I'm here. And so he starts asking me these political questions, and it's all pretty boilerplate, normal stuff. Are you more conservative or less conservative? More liberal or less liberal? And I'm, I'm telling him, And then he gets into asking me questions that are more nationally related. And and I'm going down that list and talking. And then he says, in the local election between candidate Scott Alexander and candidate Melanie Wright, which would you be more likely to vote for in November? And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're calling me, son. In the end of April 2022, the primary hasn't happened yet. Scott Alexander has another opponent. So he has not won the primary yet, and he might get beat. So if he gets beat, he won't be facing Melanie Wright in November Kat Critch would be and I didn't hear you ask me her name then it dawned on me don't answer any more questions until you ask this guy who is he conducting this survey for so I wanted to know and I asked and he started stumbling all over himself and he really couldn't answer the question I asked him several times I asked him at different points different ways, and he really couldn't answer me. He told me it was some national survey line they were calling, asking about local races, state races, and federal races, and I'm like, yeah, but who gave you the names of these candidates, and how did you just so happen to pick out the folks that are like the special, beautiful people that the establishment wants to be in these positions. Like, why didn't he name Cat Critch in this uh, survey? Why did he come out and say, well, will it be Scott Alexander or Melanie Wright in November? You know, I'm like, listen, I don't know how to answer this. I was like, can you write this down? I would go and dig up a dead body that has been buried since the 1960s. And I would dig that person up and take that person to the ballot box. And I would vote for that person before I would vote to send Scott Alexander to the statehouse. And he was like, so is that a somewhat support Scott Alexander? mildly support Scott Alexander or strongly do not support you know I'm like uh what do you think the other funny thing is it was like the the questions were, were worded like uh do you support Scott Alexander do you really support Scott Alexander do you super duper duper support Scott Alexander or do you not not support Alex Scott Alexander and I'm like um, can we use the the dead body from 1960 response here too and it was it was just interesting and that thing that goes on just lets me know that they're Picking the winners ahead of time. They've already got this in the bag in their mind. And like everything else so far in this episode, that pissed me off. The last thing I want to leave you with in this episode, a couple times I've talked about going to this Lincoln Day dinner that I attended on Tuesday. Now, since I've been involved in politics, since I've been a little boy, a little kid running around in the back council chambers and commissioner's rooms and various public parties and events from the time that I've been seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, 13 years old on up, I can't begin to tell you how many different Jefferson Day dinners or whatever the Democrats call it, Lincoln Day dinners, the the Republicans call it, all kinds of dinners, dances, parties, events, invite only, everybody's welcome, dress up, dress down, Halloween dance, cry, sing, give money don't give money, whatever if it has been a political party, a political event for the Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians and it has been someplace around me in the last 40 years I've been there, I've been to it I can't even begin to tell you how many different events it would be an obscene number Now, since I have been an adult, since I have been me, I've been to a lot, (laughs) too. Even more specifically, since I have been a member of the media, since I have been the host of Perception Is Reality with Christopher H. Bilberry, in some form or another, basically since 2015-2016, I've been to many of these on both sides of the aisles. I've never had a problem. But as my platform rises, as the number of listeners rise, as my reach rises, as my star shines brighter, I have become some kind of pariah that... Victor Whitehead wants to keep out of the Delaware County Republican Party, that the Randolph County Republicans do not want to associate with. The Madison County Republicans would rather not be in a party setting with, you know, all of this nonsense. So I'm looking to go to this party because I was invited by a candidate. I am a Republican, I am a conservative okay I have been to these before I know that they are not for media and I am the media but it doesn't stop me from being a Republican at the same time I know that I should not take my recording equipment there my video equipment there and set up in the back room to live stream and audio record and do a live on scene podcast ...from the Lincoln Day dinner, I know that's probably going to be frowned upon, okay? But there's nothing wrong with me going and listening to the various speakers speak, and applauding or not applauding, and donating money if I so want to donate money, and eating, and conversing with fellow conservatives and Republicans, There should be nothing wrong with that. I know how to carry myself in a professional setting. I know how to be polite. I have manners. I am very well versed in etiquette. And it's like, you know, first off, There aren't any crazy party secrets being discussed at these events. These are all platforms where they're all patting each other on the back, patting themselves on the back, telling each other how beautiful they all are, telling each other how beautiful they are, and saying, vote for me. And they're all doing this to each other, and everybody already has their minds made up, so it's rather pointless, but it's a time for like-minded individuals, I guess, to get together. The majority of them are all like-minded. I don't know how much my mind is like theirs even though we consider ourselves republicans and i guess they consider themselves republicans it's more a situation of i don't consider them to be conservative and i don't think they like conservatives and that's what i feel like it is matter of fact i heard that multiple times at the event when party chairman from various counties were talking And they said, we get in a situation where we have a county Republican running and then we have a conservative Republican running. And they said it like while rolling their eyes. And I was like, wait a minute. What is bad about conservative Republican? When did that become a bad thing to the Republicans? We need to trace that back. And when that happened, that's when the party started its downward spiral. And that is a problem with me, and it should be a problem with me, and it should be a problem for all conservative Republicans. And that pisses me off. But also what pisses me off is the party chairman, who was in charge of this shindig, talked to the candidate that invited me and said, Oh no, you know, like we we he better be on his best behavior. We don't want you know, we don't know. I've been told by other folks this or this or this, and I, I'm not gonna get into all of that, but it was rumor, innuendo, and bullshit. And it was completely wrong. And what I think is absolutely disgusting is this is the third or fourth Republican event that something like this has happened to me in the last year, year and a half. And what I think is absolutely crazy about that is, number one, these get-togethers... Are about the strength as Republicans and us being proud, quote unquote, supposed to be being proud about who we are. I honestly don't know what they all have to be proud of. I don't think they have a damn thing to be proud of. I am proud to be a conservative. Most of them are not, and I don't know what they are proud of. Maybe they're proud of keeping conservatives down and being the slime balls that they are, okay? whatever, but they're supposed to be loud and proud and screaming it out for all to hear, why would they not want the media there? Wouldn't they want the media to take that message out into the world? Aren't they trying to bring others into their group? Or do they want to die out? If we're not recruiting, if we're not telling others what it's like to be a republican and that being a republican is great and you should want to join us come on in we welcome you if we're not doing that won't the party die out and and I'm telling you the party as it is their way it should die out it's not my party i am a true conservative and i link up with other true conservatives what i saw at this lincoln day dinner and what i see at most of them what i see a lot of the republican events is not conservatism it's not anything that i want a part of but i was there and they all lost their minds now i think it's ridiculous because when i talk to elected officials that are republicans and democrats alike they all talk wonderfully to me. I have sources. I have folks that get a hold of me, that tell me information. And it's from the top, very top level of the government all the way down to the lowliest of the low. And I get along. We get along great. They talk. But it's just like in mass. They don't want, you know, oh, we don't want the party chairman to see that we're cool with Billbury. And that pisses me off. And it lets me know that they are not people of my party. Because they don't have the stones to do what is right. So it lets me know that they are in the wrong and I am in the right. Mm, Right, right. Right, Republican. Right, leaning. Conservative. That's me. It's not them. It's not what's going on. And I'm telling you, folks, as we wind down this election, we have a whole lot of them out there. And some of them hide. Some of them hide in plain sight. Some of them are sneaky. Some of them talk a good game. But you have to understand, actions speak louder than words. And you have to use your gut and your instinct and your intuition. I want to leave you with this. It is perfectly okay to leave blanks on your ballot. You do not have to fill in and vote for every single person. You can leave spaces blank. If you have a person running for a race or you have two people running and you don't like either of them or neither one of them fit what your desires are about that office, then leave it blank. We can send messages, but we have to do it together. We need to come together and be informed, be educated, and be active. We need to let the establishment know we are pissed off, we're sick and tired, and we're not going to take it any longer. We're not going to take it any longer. We can't. You're listening to the 185th episode of Perception is Reality. We'll be right back. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing license in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us episode 185 perception is reality remember to share the show with everyone you know but more importantly than anything now you got to remember to vote Tuesday May 3rd 2022 or vote early which would be fine as well remember folks we can make a difference and I truly truly believe that but it's going to take all of us together until next time you guys take care of yourselves God bless each and every one of you stay safe stay tuned and stay true I'll talk to you all again real soon you've been listening to perception is reality with christopher h Bilbury. bilbrey tune in like and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm hook up on facebook at facebook.com backslash bilbrey 318 and on twitter at pisr bilbrey Email khbilbury at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 9796. Till next time, remember perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.